For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. It's Thursday, the 17th of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Dan McHugh here. I'm joined by Shad Wicker. G'day, mate. We're back. All right. Thanks, Dan. Look, hey, before um, we kick off today's episode and talk all things sport and commiserations, but I wanted to bring up a positive story for you. Um, You know, you're a happy father, uh, but you'd probably be stoked about this great news that I've been reading, which is jorts are back. I don't know. What are jorts? Does that mean denim shorts? Oh, don't hear, don't sit here acting like you don't have a whole drawer full of denim shorts that you were enjoying in your young years, as your dad years. All right, the jorts are here, made famous, of course, in the nineties, mm. classic staple. Uh, but also, I feel mate, like they were like an iconic part of the ring attire of John Cena from the wrestling. Yeah, John you know, Cena. Mr. You can't see also me. Also, Stone Cold Steve Austin denim shorts. Oh, he did as well. Yes. See, the jorts are back. Yeah. Are you going to dust yours you off? You know, I don't wear denim in my older age. Really? <laughs> bit uncomfortable for me, son. A bit uncomfortable for you. I don't, well, I don't rock that? the denim. Don't like it. What's uncomfortable yeah, about the denim? I think I don't like the way it looks. Um, there was oh, a bloke man. in Paddington yesterday rocking the double denim. He Ooh, had, nice. was, I think it was like green denim on the bottom and like mustard on the top. Uh I don't know, that's man. It's real I'm, city, I'm old. Sydney I think Paddington fashion, vibe. Fashion's not my thing anymore. I don't belong in that yeah, world. Yeah, but that's why this is great, hip. because jorts are horrible fashion. And now they're in vogue. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, you know what? Why don't we both get a pair, and when we catch up, we can rock jorts together. I'm way ahead of you, mate. I've got some jorts in the, oh, good. Jorts in the drawer. I'm wearing ready to them go. right now. I'm wearing them right now. <laughs> um, if jorts can have an elastic waist, I mean... Ah, well, uh, you'll be in for luck yeah. then. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find some, mate. <laughs> All right, today on the show, apart from probably some more jort banter, we'll be talking Women's mm-hmm. World Cup. Um, FIBA International Basketball World Cup AFL NRL American Footy and more Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age any fitness at any time more than 80% happen at home and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute and sadly in Australia around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive but now you can increase your chances of survival with Cellade, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a Cellade. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your Cellade at cellade.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. It was an amazing moment with electricity in the air at Stadium Australia last night and in a well-fought match against England. It just wasn't meant to be for the Matilda Shad. Yeah, it was a tough one to watch. We missed Kennedy, something fierce. I mean, when you change your centre-backs, it's kind of, it's a worry and England really took advantage of it in that matchup. They looked, I hate to give them props, the Lionesses, um, because they are the old foe, the Poms, but... I've thrown out all the English breakfast tea in the household <laughs> this morning um, in protest, but they just looked really, like, organised and silky. And we, we kind of 
struggled a little bit to kind of build play, to press at times. But we were treated to one of the goals of the tournament with Sam Kerr flying away that had us all really up and at it, I think. I'm seeing the videos. I think Optus Sport put one up uh, late last night of the footage from across some of the fan zones. Fed Square, geez, they know how to put on an event down there. Uh, to watch a live bit of sport. That went off. The flares came flying out. We still get to come back to Brisbane, uh, my hometown, Suncorp Stadium, and do the playoff for third. And I thought I'd put this to you, Mm. Dan, and to those listening. Would you rather lose a final or win the third place playoff? So many would say lose the final. I know sporting athletes and stuff would probably say lose the final. But as a fan, I'd love to finish a tournament on a win. And that's what we can do on I, Saturday I see night. Your point. For the playoff. I, yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be much more fun to finish on a win. <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking positives yeah, out. Yeah, let's of it. just hope All that right? we get that win. We are the favourites too, but uh by not by much. It'll be tough. Yeah. It'll be a tough one. It'll be a tough one again. But, you know, we played great in Brisbane last time. We could do it again. Absolutely. I, look, I, I think it doesn't matter if we win. You know, it's all about just playing the game. Well, it's it's captured <laughs> the way no, that... No, what, what I wanted to say was I think it's amazing that we've put on such... Like, it's the biggest event in Australia since the Olympics, really. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, I know there's, like, you know, they're putting out calls for another one. I, I think the fact that we teamed up with New Zealand to put this event on... And it ran so well. All the all of the commentary around it's been so positive. The games here and over in, in New Zealand have worked out well that it's like this team up can happen again for the men's other sports. Could happen for other yeah. sports. I mean we've we've got experience working with these as well, funnily enough, by doing the smaller tier uh, tournaments like the NRL, uh, where we've yep. co hosted in the past. I think yeah. it's just been an amazing tournament. The Matildas was such an awesome story. I love what they said at the end of the match. Like, you know, we've got one more match to go, but also it's like, don't jump off the bandwagon now. Like, we've got so much more to offer. And and it's true, I think. Matildas have always had an ability. I think we've said this earlier in the week. But the Matildas side has always had an innate ability to capture the nation with big games. That this having the biggest tournament that we've been able to see them on home soil, I think this is... There's a lot of football fans especially young girls who have had amazing experiences at these FIFA Women's World Cup games. Um, I know mates that have been working at Suncorp and telling some of the stories that you don't even see on the camera of some of the players going up to uh, young fans in the crowd from all nations. That, like, it's such a positive influence on sport in general. It's been spectacular. And those aren't just the words of a loser. All right? (laughs) I'm bitter. Oh, I'm bitter, baby. Call me Lemon Lime Bitters, baby. I'm bitter as... But I'm going to say, yeah, good on your Lionesses, and I can't wait for Spain to absolutely flog you in the final. Well, we can only hope uh, on Sunday night, 8 p.m. It's a late game for a Sunday, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, obviously being a world tournament and stuff, but it's been, yeah, it's been so good. It'll be, it'll be, um, yeah, I don't know if your viewership numbers are going to be broken on Sunday night. Let's just say that. <laughs> right, let's have a look at this um as boomers versus the world basketball thing that we're doing at the moment. Uh, a close match between Australia and Brazil yesterday. The Brazilians won 90 to 86. Our defense was not looking good. Brazil was shooting, I think it was like 50% on three pointers. 
Did you did you catch any of that? I did. They they had it, had it placed at a nice time, didn't they? It was like the lead up. It was almost like yeah. the, the warm up for the Matildas uh, match. It's I, like the loss before the loss. I was a little concerned <laughs> after my big claim uh, just the yeah. other day, saying that we're going to yeah, win. Yeah. It was yesterday. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Bit mm. tough, but to be honest, I you know the, the World Cup hasn't started yet. These warm up tournaments, we're still trying to figure things out. Okay, Brazil's all right. Uh, it's kind of hard. The it's, coach didn't seem too disappointed. Like he yeah, was very positive about it. This is all about working it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're not playing these. We're playing obviously with gusto. It's basketball. Players always usually play at full tilt, but. You know, this is like working things in, figuring out. We've got our NBA guys in there. You could definitely tell the seniority in that side's really good. There's good chemistry in there. Um, I remember mm. when Patty drained a three and seeing like all of them come together and really pumped. You know what I mean? Like it's, It looks like a galvanized side. Um, we've got until the 25th to try and sort it out, mate. I'm not too worried about what happened overnight. I still yeah. am going to stay confident. And I will put my money where my mouth is, Dan. Yes, I, I am going to put a bet on uh, for How much? The, t- <laughs> the boomers <laughs> to win. Um, well, on okay, all right, I don't like this, this reaction you've got, but I am uh, just having a look now. FIBA World Cup men's, the Australians are paying. Oh, man, we're, we're only paying nine bucks. You know what I mean? We're all right. Yeah. We're yeah, all right. Yeah. $9 odds. Yeah, only, only $9. Obviously, USA is $1.80. But, you know, like, yeah, it's USA, $1.80, <laughs> Canada 7, France you 8. you chuck a hundo on it? Chuck a hundo yeah, on it? Yeah, chuck a hundred bucks on it. Yeah. yeah. Once I get paid from this, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Did you, Um. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they go. Uh, I think we play South Sudan in Melbourne on Thursday tonight. Yeah. Um and then I think we've we've got France and Georgia mm-hmm. before the uh the actual World Cup kicks off. The great basketball nation of Georgia. Um did have you been keeping an eye on this uh James Harden story that's sort of, you know, uh seeping through the cracks in the media at the moment? Yeah, James Harden just doing James Harden things kind of stuff. Yeah, so so I don't you, you might need to explain to me. I I think he went through Philadelphia Sixers to try and get somewhere else is that what happened no nah, so James Harden used to play for the uh, Rockets Jeez, trying to go back um, and then you know he wanted to leave he requested a trade and then he rocked up to camp, like to preseason really overweight and there was these pictures and people always said that he must have been wearing a fat suit because he eventually oh, got oh. his trade and he went to the Brooklyn Nets and then he looked fit <laughs> um, and uh, played for the Nets, left the Nets to go to the 76ers in the Ben Simmons trade. Um, right. And now it's just like a classic case of when Harden, uh, I heard someone say this the other day, he, know, he doesn't turn up in the back end of the season and he's just like been a stats patter for the last few years. So it's kind of like a fight for relevancy here. But, he, but he's got an issue with Daryl Morley of the 76ers, the general manager. Many are saying this is just like him doing this grandstanding so that he's forcing the hand for them to get traded. He wants to go to the Clippers. Apparently, the Clippers want him. God knows why, because he's not really that much of a contributor as he used to be. He seems like more hassle than any good. But anyway, he was uh, somehow, for some reason or whatsoever, he popped up in China doing a press conference. So do you want want to know what the conspiracy theory is? What's that? So Daryl Morley, uh, you remember all the Hong Kong oh, riots yeah. not so long he, ago? Daryl Morley posted, yeah. you know, in defence of Hong Kong against yeah. main, the mainland Chinese government. And so the whole idea is that he's trying to pick up, 
you know, some Chinese cash, yeah, basically from fans. Yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. You know, sense. and so he's been going on, uh, you know, various influencers live streams and was on Weibo. Uh, he sold ten thousand bottles of his own personal wine in ten seconds on this live stream the other day. So. You know, if I did that, I would probably be on a few live streams coming up over the next month. Yeah, well, you? it's not like he's doing too bad at the moment with a $33 million salary. For Should be years. okay. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. Talking AFL, NRL and NFL in just a moment. For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. So we had a big chat about the AFL yesterday. The Collingwood Magpies, they face Brisbane Lions tomorrow. It's a top of the table clash. Um, but they've got a few players out. Jordan Degoe and Bobby Hill, both not playing. Uh, and they have a debutante, Jacob Ryan, coming in. Interesting times for Collingwood. I think they know what we were saying yesterday in the terms of it's like, you know, number one's pretty much in the bag, guys. It's just going to have to take something pretty, like, you know what I mean? You reckon they're resting players before the finals? I think they might be. Yeah. I honestly think they might be. I this game, be I feel, means more to Brisbane than it does Collingwood. Yeah. Uh, Brisbane want to stay in that second spot uh, because they're on equal points with Port Adelaide at the moment who will be taking on Frio and even that game is going to have some uh, fire in it as well with Port Adelaide, you know. Like, I know Frio aren't doing too well, but, you know, people like to spoil parties. People like to spoil parties. I I think Brisbane are really going to show up for this one. Um, Absolutely, but I think you hit the nail on the head right at the beginning there and that is that it's it's possible that Collingwood aren't even going to really come to the game. Well, but then the other side of that pr- problem as well is is that they're not in good form and you kind of... You, you want to carry good form yeah, in. You get some of that momentum. As well. Yeah. So there's there's kind of a two... It's a double-edged sword, isn't it? It's like, I'll rest my players so they're fresh. Look, we um, both might be finals. totally wrong. So, you know... Both might be wrong and they might be genuinely injured and there's a worry. There's a bit to worry about tomorrow night. No, no. <laughs> so what I was saying is maybe they're going to... Maybe they... Maybe they've got a plan. Maybe mm. Collingwood will be there, and but I, I'm not feeling it. What? They're still a hard team to beat, by the way. Yeah. Collingwood have missed players this year and have still been dominating. There's a reason they're at the top of the ladder. Yeah. The other thing is Brisbane Lions need to win this because they need to break this Melbourne issue that they have constantly when it comes to going down there and winning games because, you know, even though they're finishing hopefully top two and they can get their home finals twice... You know, the MCG and those Melbourne grounds seem to be an issue for them, especially the MCG. So the, the thing is, if if they uh, if Brisbane lose, then Melbourne will also be they'll be equal with Melbourne in on points yeah. on the ladder. And yeah, yeah. Anyway, lot to play for. Love it, love it. That's the end you of know the what I am loving though is this debutante Jacob Ryan, who they're bringing in, is sporting the most rotten mullet. And it can only be compared to atrocities of 80s, 80s mullets. You know, like, think like, I don't know if you can remember it, but Jason and Kylie when they got married on Neighbours, Kylie Minogue. Do you remember uh, that? Probably a bit, probably a bit before okay, my okay. time of watching it's so telly, horrible. I'm looking at a photo. He should change his name to fucking legend or like <laughs> Wayne, Shane, Dwayne, Gwayne, any name that rhymes with Ain, but is like spelt wrong. 
No, but you know what I respect? You know what I respect about Jacob Bryan's oh, mullet as I look it. at it now? You it's respect a, it's it. A, it's a proper mullet. Like, it's a proper mullet. It's not It's not the private school I've shaved the edges but kept no, it all no, short No, no, it's a mullet. proper mullet. You know? <laughs> respect it. It's like, you know who else has got a great mullet? And we're about to talk We're about to talk NRL. The other mullet I respect, even though he kind of just ties his in a mullet more than anything, but D-Dub-Z for the Warriors. Wow, he's got the best hair in sport at the moment. Is it? Oh, mate. D-Dub Z, he's fucking killing it. His is like so good. This this hair is amazing. It's permed up. Um, apparently, some of the Warriors players say that he, he does like a bit of a treatment before he gets out on the field, and as he should. Oh, so he's putting rollers in his hair, is he? Into those Mate, luscious it curls? Looks awesome. God, it's good to see him fly with that hair flowing. It's great. We should do a. There should be a power rankings of haircuts. How do you pronounce his last name? Watani Zelezniak. He looks like one of the three musketeers to me. God, he's gorgeous. He stepped down from the Tigers so Benji Marshall can step up. Step down my backside. Mate, I reckon that is the biggest shove down a step I've ever seen in my life. Uh, they've been Why didn't playing... they do that like, you know, 10 games ago? Uh, well, because they had that five-year plan, remember, where they were like, Shane's going to take over and he's going to do the... Benji Marshall's going to do the apprenticeship and then Benji will transition into being the club like, coach... It, Tim Sheens is out of step. He's lost a step. He doesn't quite know what he's doing. I, I feel I don't say he's a bad coach, but the Tigers have been an awful side. They've tried to get more talent. They've fallen apart in negotiations. They've had clashes between recruitment. It's an absolute shit show. Um, it's time to rip off the band-aid. The thing I'm fascinated about though is, you know, to be moving Benji in now, uh, when there was also that highly publicized issue that he had with recruitment and they had to do a behind closed doors meeting that Tim Shanes wasn't even invited to by the way um, the writing was on the wall that this was going to happen early to be honest mm, yeah. I, I never thought that this was going to be longer than this year that Marshall would end up taking over as the coach now you've got Jeff Benji in there um, you know leading the club the man who was a player that won the last premiership you got Robbie Farrow wanting to move into the management side of it looking to be a general manager in the future, which will be fascinating. He's another guy from that squad. And then they want to get Morris in, former coach of the Sharks, remember, that had a good run before they turfed him for Fitzgibbon. Uh, Word is that they want Morris to come in and join Benji in the coaching staff. This could be a pretty positive move for the Tigers. However, it's the Tigers. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) And I don't know. I have no idea if this is going to work or not. I would lean to the latter. Um, uh, you missed my amazing joke, and uh, that was that uh, um, that the Dwayne Shane and Gwayne names are spelt wrong. You know, mm. they're like spelt with an extra like Z or Y or like the various something forms in there. of Jaden. Yes, you should just change it to Dwayne. Dwayne, Dwayne, yes, with an apostrophe. Oh yuck! I can already hear the Logan baby being born now. Apostrophe, Wayden. <laughs> Actually, did you see, we're about to talk NFL. Uh, they did a, an all-time, so uh, not all-time, college, like this season. Uh, they did a team of the best names. All oh, right. So you know how a lot of the American um, athletes have like pretty crazy names? Mm. Um, the the college like fans put together the 2023 best names team. Yeah. So some of these players, some of these players will play in the NFL actually because a few of them are actually in great form. But this is the team, right? I'll read you a few yeah. of the names. Ready? The quarterback is named General Booty. 
and there, there's a wide receiver called DeColdest Crawford, and the other wide receiver is Derealist Clark. Why does it feel like all these people were high when they gave birth? My favourite one is this, Kool-Aid McKinscree. <laughs> It's like, it's the skit from Jordan and Field yes. in real life. It's awesome. <laughs> so since we're talking about NFL, Shad, there's a couple of Aussies over there that are doing really, really well. Yeah, we had, um, we've had we had a few Aussies in the international, I can't remember the exact name of it, player program, I think. IPP is the symbol. I reckon I've probably nailed it. Uh, there's a few Aussies that have tried to <laughs> make their move into the NFL. Biggest note at the moment is obviously uh, a player that played in the uh, Super Bowl in Jordan Malata, one of the highest paid uh, left tackles in the, in the league, playing for the is Philadelphia it? Eagles, who I hate, but good on him. He's an Aussie out there. Under um, Jordan. The story is, mate, is that the the world because it was always punters. Remember, we've always heard of punters, Aussie rules players going over and becoming a punter in the in the uh, NFL. We've got a few in there: Dixon, Wisniewski, also over there as well for the San Francisco 49ers and obviously Seattle for um, Dixon. But the story is, mate, is that we're starting to get other type of players in there. All right, uh, I should have mentioned Sipos, another punter, but. We've got uh, Falele, uh, who's uh, gotten in last year in 2022 with the Ravens. And we actually have a player who is in the Detroit Lions preseason camp right now, hoping to try and get a start in the NFL as a tight end, which I don't think we've ever had an Australian play in a receiving position before. What does that mean? What's a tight end? So a tight end is kind of like, uh, you know, Gronkowski? When Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, oh, yeah. Yeah, so Rob Gronkowski was a he was a the tight end, yeah. So he's they're they're basically they're, they're a great position. They've got to be a lineman and a receiver, right? So they're usually um, depending on the team strategy, they might be more receiver than lineman, or they might be more lineman than receiver. But generally now they've got to be pretty decent at both. And uh, Patrick Murtar, who played for the Gold Coast Suns, entered the international player pathway trying to be a tight end. Now, when I saw that, I thought it was a typo. Oh, right. <laughs> I thought, no, this guy's supposed to be a punter. He used to play AFL. No. And if you get to see some pictures of Patrick Murtar at the moment in preseason camp with the Lions, he has put on some size, man. <laughs> he has put on some size. Uh, he's sitting there in the squad for training camp. Will he make the final cut or will he enter... A bit of a practice squad. I mean, it'd be huge news, but mark the name down as another Aussie that potentially will be right running around in the NFL. Yeah, he looks like a beast. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's jacked up. Definitely <laughs> taking the right supplements. <laughs> Mate, he looks heaps big. I'm like, when did he play for the Suns? That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Uh, Cell AED, the world's smallest defibrillator. And we'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. Hey, Stephen Ferris here, one half of Fire Up. I'm here with the great Chris Gale, the other half of Fire Up. And Stephen, we've had a lot of fun with rugby league over the years, but with the way the concussions and HIAs are going, I give the game about five years. It's looking dark and gloomy, Chris. So you may as well come and tune into the Fire Up podcast now and listen to the last days of rugby league. As we see the little stuff, it's a soap opera and you're going to love it. Find Fire Up on any podcast app.